Merry Christmas. As we recognize today that love is with us, that God is with us through the celebration of Jesus, that birth that says, no, wait, we are not alone in this world. And a day which we have talked about this entire season brings about all kinds of complexities with it. There are things to be joyful about, and there are expectations and griefs that abound. And so as we come to this moment, may we look for where God's love is with us, where we are being blessed by God's love in the smallest and in the biggest, largest, most amazing ways each and every single day. Because this isn't just the celebration of a moment but is a celebration that we get to take with us through the rest of the year to reflect upon a reminder of where is God's love with us right now, Emmanuel. So starting in Luke 2, verses 1 through 4, in those days Caesar Augustus declared that everyone throughout the empire should be enrolled in the tax list. The first enrollment occurred when Quirinius governed Syria, Everyone went to their own cities to be enrolled. Since Joseph belonged to David's house and family line, he went up from the city of Nazareth in Galilee to David's city called Bethlehem in Judea. As we come to this time of going, whew, I am exhausted. I'm so glad I got everything done. Or maybe it's kind of a difficult day. There are all kinds of things that had to happen for us to reach today, to reach Christmas. And to recognize that the same was true for Joseph and Mary. That Joseph and Mary had to go pay their taxes. And we all know how we love, right? There's that sense of, oh, the things we have to do on a regular basis. We have to renew our tags. We have to renew our driver's license. We pay taxes. We have to make sure we pay our water and our electric bills, right? The everyday kind of things that feel like maybe they kind of get in the way or it's just not great timing. And to think about for Joseph and Mary, how they are at a critical period of time. She's getting close to having the child, and yet they still have to make this journey, this difficult journey. And to think about how they navigate that, of how we begin to see where is God's blessing in this. You know, God's blessing, maybe for some in the ancient world, especially in this area would have been like, you know, the blessing would have been had we not had to pay the Romans taxes. But here to take note that even though the thing may not be what they desire or they love to do, it may be at an inconvenient time, they're still able to go, to do. They're able to find a blessing that God is going with them on this journey just as God is going with us on this journey. Whatever we find today, however complex or, re or joyful it may be, how much love is poured upon us, or we feel like we are disassociated or maybe we don't really belong, to recognize that we are not on this journey alone, just as Joseph and Mary, and that is the part of God with us, that is the love, that is the blessing.
Continuing on in Jeremiah 31, verses 31 through 32. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and Judah. It won't be like the covenant I made with their ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. They broke that covenant with me, even though I was their husband, declares the Lord. So God goes with us on this journey. And sometimes we are imperfect about that. Sometimes we struggle with that. Sometimes we're like, I don't actually know if God is there or even care. And here in this moment, Jeremiah is reminding us that God is going with us no matter what, that we do belong and that we are loved, that we are worthy, no matter the places we've been, the things that have hurt us, the things that we've done or not done, that God is with us on this journey of life, that nothing we can do can separate us from God's love. And so as we're building here, God is with Mary and Joseph. God was with the Israelites in Jeremiah many, many years before Mary and Joseph, millenniums. And to think about that, to consider the centuries that separate Jeremiah and Mary and Joseph, that God continues to reassure and that continues to reassure in differing ways that, okay, it didn't work this way, but here, I'm going to try this. I'm going to be on this journey with you. This journey that we get to celebrate today. Luke 2, verses 5 through 7. He went to be enrolled together with Mary, who was promised to him in marriage and who was pregnant. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her, her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the guest room. Yet another complex moment. No room in the guest room. They've got to kind of figure this out. It's alluded to, right, that Joseph isn't necessarily the father. Joseph is going to raise Jesus as his own. But there's complexity, right? There, there's challenges in this moment. It's like the journey always has challenges. And yet, God is forever with us, blessing us in ways that maybe are unexpected. We probably have notions of how we want to be blessed, of how we want God to act in our lives, of how we want God to respond to us. But to recognize that God's ways are not always our ways and hear that sense of it's going to be beyond what they could have comprehended, beyond anything that they could have imagined, that God is with them on this journey in ways that they could have never expected, just as the people of Jeremiah could have never expected. And so how do we recognize? How do we get to experience God this year how do we get to experience those blessings if maybe they aren't always how we think they should be or how we think they should look? And we get a little bit of that with Jeremiah 31, 33. No, this is the covenant that I will make with the people of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. 
I will put my instructions within, within them and engrave them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. This sense, I will put my instructions within them and engrave them on their hearts. I will be their God and they will be my people. Often, especially when we're looking at the life of Jesus and we're trying to figure out what are those blessings, what does it mean that God goes with us? What are those instructions that are engraved upon our hearts? It's those instructions that are leading us to a way of love and peace and joy in this world. And it's not necessarily the easiest route by any means, right? So often, it's easier to get into that cycle of despair, of hopelessness, of being angry, of wanting to take revenge, of brooding over. It's much harder to break that cycle and begin to figure out where is the love? What does it mean for me to love? How can I cultivate peace when nobody around me seems to want it? How can I focus on joy when there is a deep push for despair in this world, that everything's kind of falling apart. And so it's an active resistance. Jesus brings us a resistance to those things that take life from us. And that is the blessing. That is God with us, challenging us, comforting us, encouraging us, and inspiring us in new ways to resist the despair, the falling apart, the pain of this world, that that's all that there is to resist those things and be part of the love, joy, and peace that abounds of God. And that it's, we get to actively choose that. In fact, we have to actively choose that. We have to work on it. We have to go on the journey just as Mary and Joseph went on the journey to Bethlehem. We go on this journey of trying to figure out every single day what does it mean for myself to live out love and peace and joy, to cultivate those things when others don't make it so easy? When the pain of this world seems to be overwhelming, how do I get to resist? What does it look like today to resist that? Jesus brings a movement of resistance to that narrative that all there is is pain and falling apart and the powerful and we're just going to hurt one another, but instead says, no, 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 we can do something else. We can choose a different path. We can encourage. We can heal. We can be the loving presence of God because God constantly loves us. And so what does it mean to engrave that upon our hearts? to make that the foundation every single day when we wake up, to carry the little sparks of this story forward. Because even Mary is going to have to figure that out. And I end with that. We're actually going to back up to what she says after she's found out she's pregnant. She's hanging out with her cousin Elizabeth, but before Jesus is born, she says this, Mary said, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord and the depths of who I am. I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one 
has done great things for me. Holy is his name. Mary is choosing to focus herself upon blessing, upon what does it mean to God be for God to be on this journey with her, for God's love to be pushing her, guiding her, comforting her, directing her at every step in her life. And she's going to have to keep coming back to that. And there are even moments we get to see as we move forward through Jesus' life where she is trying to get Jesus to understand what does it mean to live that love? And you may be going, wait, what are you, what are you talking about? But if we were to skip ahead to when he was 12 and in the temple, she is challenging him when she's like, "What? why did you do this to us? We were so worried. And he has a response, a 12-year-old response, that he's got other business that has nothing to do with them. But what she is doing there, she's like, wait a minute, what does it mean to love in this situation? You have worried us for no reason. What does it mean to love? When we are so focused in living our lives, how often do we shove love aside for other things? And so she reminds Jesus of love, but she does it again when he's an adult. She challenges him when they are at a wedding together and the host runs out of wine, which is a big no-no, especially then. And she goes to Jesus and she says, hey, they need help. We've got to do something. I need you to do something. And Jesus is like, no, no, not my time. I got other things I got to do. And Mary's like, excuse me? She is reminding him of love, of what it means to love in situations. And that love sometimes has to refocus us, has to say, wait a minute. We got to go in a different direction here. That love takes us places that maybe we never thought possible or maybe, you know, it's a little off course. That wasn't the plan. Jesus is very clear about that. This is not the plan at this time. And then her response of, wait a minute, love, love right now because God is love and God is with us and you are Emmanuel, God with us. And so he makes water into wine. And to think about that for ourselves, to think about how we deal with those moments. Yeah, this season's complex. It can take everything out of us. It can cause us to go, ah, right? It can make us just kind of go nuts. I'm saying, I just, I don't want to. I'm going to roll up in a ball and I'm going to, I'm not getting out of bed. I don't want to deal with so-and-so anymore or that situation. And here, Mary's words, because she's, she's in a bit of a circumstance where she's going to have to navigate what does love look like. And she is dependent upon how people choose to show God's love to her. And so if we begin to think about that as the foundation of our lives, what kind of blessings do we begin to notice every single day? The blessings of life that are all around us, the blessings that God has laid out before us. If love is our foundation, what are the things that we recognize as being blessings of God for us? And how do we get to share those things with others? Amen.
May your Christmas be one of joy and peace. And may that joy and peace carry forth with you through every single day this year. Amen. Thank you.